Well, there is uh, certainly a lot to talk about coming out of Detroit for the NTT IndyCar series uh, this past week of the doubleheader on Belle Isle. Um, there is a lot going on this weekend that kind of came out of the two races between um, another first-time winner, a Pato Award of the win, and a podium. Uh, the Jimmy Johnson discussion and debate, which we will dive into the NBC coverage of uh, both days kind of being uh, preempted, so to speak. And we'll dive into all of it here on the Totally Podcast, brought to you by Flooring is Forever. Flooring is Forever.com. 317-755-1246. Locally owned here in central Indiana for all of your flooring needs. Whether you're looking to upgrade your home or business, get a hold of Harley today. 317-755-1246. Flooring is Forever. Flooring is Forever.com. Check out all their awesome reviews on Google as well, flooringisforever.com. So I'm going to start with uh, Jimmy Johnson, and I don't know if I didn't really I didn't know who sent the tweet. I just had saw the tweet and saw guys like Alexander Rossi and Simon Paginot responding to it. Um, basically, the tweet was, for lack of a better term, Jimmy Johnson is way off. He's not fast. He's in everybody's way, and he's not up to speed like people thought he should be by now, especially now that all three other cars from the Chip Ganassi Racing Stable have gone to Victory Circle after Marcus Erickson's first career win on Saturday, which we will get into. Um, So Jimmy Johnson, what he does for the sport is he has brought in new eyes. He has brought in new sponsors. He has brought in, um, you know, like I said, new, new eyes, a new fan base, to the sport he is still behind the eight ball look there are a lot of drivers there are a lot more drivers than aren't that it takes a while for them to get adapted most of these drivers that are stepping into indycar have indy lights experience you know marcus erickson comes from formula one they have indycar body style formula chassis style experience Jimmy Johnson is zero. His first taste was the test. I believe that was last October out at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. He's going to tracks for the first time that he's never seen. Um, and, and let's just take Detroit for a perfect example. And I think he'll be better this week at Road America because he's been able to test there. But you can do as much simulated work as you want at Detroit. But it's it, it's never going to be the same. It's never going to let you know where you're going to feel the bumps at because it's different every year. I talked about this on Friday, on the Friday episode. It's different every time you go back to these street courses, especially Toronto and Detroit who have bitter cold winters where the road freezes and there's more bumps, um, potholes and such along the track. Um, Jimmy Johnson is great for IndyCar, and he is going to get it figured out. Um, you know, you think about drivers that, yeah, you know, Pato Award unloaded this year has had a great run. But, again, all these guys that are young or are rookies or second-year drivers getting it done have experience in Formula cars before this for at least four to five years. Jimmy Johnson simply doesn't have that. Uh, the learning curve is very steep for Jimmy. Uh, which he knew. It seems like the drivers know that he's going to be a few seconds off the pace, and he seems to know when to get out of the way, um, when to let somebody else go, whether it's in the race, in practice, or or especially in qualifying. Um, look, guys that come to mind, like Stefano Coletti, 
never really adjusted to IndyCar. Jack Hawksworth, who was a good driver, had that one good run at the Indy GP, never really got it done anywhere else. Um, there are dozens, and there are more drivers that that don't get it done that fail to get up to speed over a year or two and never get another chance than there are drivers that were successful. Um, again, Jimmy Johnson is a class act. He is a generational talent when it comes to stock cars. And give him some time. I mean, this, there's only three road courses. Or there's only two road courses for such a long time on the schedule for NASCAR. Um, hopefully we see him run ovals. Would love to see him run St. Louis. I know we got the uh, the news that Romain Grosjean is going to be running St. Louis coming up at the end of August, which I'm looking forward to. Uh, but as far as Jimmy Johnson goes, he's going to get it figured out. The, everybody seems to kind of know that he's going to be a mile an hour or two off the pace, um, which hasn't seemed to bother anybody. Nobody's seen to say anything bad about it. And again, um, if it wasn't for Carvana and American Legion coming on with Jimmy Johnson, we wouldn't see uh, Tony Kanaan back, who's a fan favorite. Tony Kanaan, who ran well at the Indianapolis 500, ran well at Texas. We'll see again at the final oval of the season at St. Louis. Uh, so that's that's just my take on Jimmy Johnson. Um, he's a guy that's not going to go anywhere, but he's going to continue to get better, and you just got to give this guy some opportunity. And 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 I think the guy said, you know, if his last name was anything but if his name was anything but Jimmy Johnson, um, he wouldn't be in that car. Well, I hate to break it, but there are other drivers on the grid now. Last year, two years ago, name a random year that shouldn't have been out there, but they got better and they learned and they learned and they learned. I mean, Marty Roth was crap and didn't really have the best career, but he at least settled in, knew when he was in the way, um, was smart enough to just continue to learn and focus on yourself. Um, you know, and, and until somebody's winning or whatever and runs into the back of, of Jimmy Johnson and it's Jimmy Johnson's fault, I mean, there, trust me, there are other guys out there, even fast guys that people are complaining about. I mean, we saw pissed off Will Power was after qualifying on Saturday morning or Friday. Excuse me, after practice on Friday for somebody getting in the way. So, um, uh, I don't think Jimmy Johnson has become a major problem, and I think he'll continue to get better. And I think we'll see strides coming up this week at Road America, a place where he's tested at, and we'll continue to see strides for Jimmy Johnson and the whole Carvana number 48 Chip Ganassi racing team uh, throughout the season. And he'll be much better next year when he goes to these tracks for the second time. Sometimes the third, you know, if it's um, Detroit, which would be his third and fourth races next year. But um, no problems so far whatsoever with Jimmy Johnson. Uh, the points battle is heating up. Alex Pillow kind of uh, hurt himself in that race one, as we saw with the six-spot grid penalty. Had to start last after changing engines between Carb Day and the Indy 500. Uh, Palo Award has put the pressure on, has submitted himself as him and Pillow and Dixon as the uh, number one guys, the number one contenders for this championship. Pillow with the win on Sunday. Huge restart late. He's very fast on restarts. We saw that on Saturday. We saw it again yesterday. Pato Award gets another victory on the year, his second his second career win. So we've had with Marcus Erickson. So let's go back to Saturday's race with Marcus Erickson, a guy that I like a great deal. Um, I mentioned on the podcast Friday he's going to be a guy to watch out for. He had, a, he had a podium at this track back a few years ago, or yeah, two years ago when they were there. Um, Erickson gets it done. You take the luck however you can get it. Um, Will Power, frustrating weekend. A uh, car doesn't fire back up. You know, if there was other cars on the grid, maybe Erickson or somebody up front, I think Sato pulled in third. 
if they had had the same problems, I would understand it, but um, I don't know. It just seems like Penske Perfection, which I'm going to write about on TonyDND.com tomorrow. Penske Perfection just hasn't been there this year. They're yet to win a race. Uh, dominant in both races Saturday and Sunday, Detroit with Will Power on Saturday and Joseph Newgarden leading 67 of the 70 laps. Um, Will is going to always complain about things that don't go his way, um, whether it's somebody impeding his progress on Friday or what happened on Saturday. Um, he's had some bad pit stops. He's had some mistakes um, in the pits, which always has seemed to be Will's Achilles heel. Um, again, I didn't think that, yeah, look, it sucked. I mean, a win was probably taken away from you on Saturday, but it's nobody's, like, it happened to nobody else. So if, if it was just you, what did you do wrong as a driver or as a team? Um, it just didn't go right for Will. Congratulations to Marcus Erickson. First career NTT IndyCar win. I uh, was excited for him. You know, Marcus is a guy that hasn't been able to win over the last several years. And it's hard to stay motivated. It's hard to stay positive when things in life and your career aren't going your way. Um, and he has stayed positive. He's made, made the most out of when he was at um, Arrow, and now that he's at Chip Ganassi Racing in the Husky Chocolates number 8, um, gets his first career win. I think he'll win again this year. Um, was very happy to see Marcus Erickson win that race on Saturday. Um, despite the circumstances with Will Power, a win's a win. Great run for Renus, P2, and then again, Pato Award with a third place, and then back it up with a win on Sunday after that great restart. Um Moving on, the, speaking of race number two, you had Felix Rosenquist's big hit. The throttle stuck, um, and, and I don't I don't say this as a joke because it's certainly not a joke uh, or a laughing matter. Thank God he was okay. But that that was like an accident that you would see out of like the movie Driven. I mean, he almost flew over the top of the fence um, and landed in what looked to be like a little park or a little you know courtyard area. Um. That was tough to watch. I'm glad he's okay. Um, seemed to, you know, it, it was a tough part of the track for the safety officials to get there. Um, but glad that he was okay. You know, Oliver Askew hopped in, did what he could do with that car. You know, you don't really get much uh, to get up to speed. Again, at a track. You know, back to the Jimmy Johnson thing. If Oliver Askew would have hopped in that car yesterday and been flying around and been top 10, okay. But, again, he wasn't either. So it just shows how difficult it is. Uh, but kudos to Oliver Askey for hopping in that car, um, even though we know at the end of last year uh, they kind of ditched Oliver for Felix Rosenquist, but you're not going to say no to that opportunity. As far as Felix goes, seems like he's in good spirits. Um, will he be released to run Road America? I don't know. You would have to think that in his brain he wants to because that's, that's where he got his first career win at last year um, with Chip Ganassi Racing. I believe it was a doubleheader, and I think it was race number two. The Rosenquist one, so you know that he's going to be out there um, trying trying to do his best to be in that race car um, for that race. Um, okay, as far as the NBC coverage goes, look, they when you're on the network, you've got lead-ins and lead-outs where you hope timing-wise everything works out. Now, normally in live television, it doesn't work out. So, with that being said... Um, Missing the first lap because of a overtime professional lacrosse game. You know, IndyCar is not where it needs to be or wants to be in ratings, so they're still building. With that being said, um, you you could have delayed the race by maybe 10 minutes. 
on site, or you could have recorded the race, went right into it after lacrosse and your three minutes of commercials, played the start of the race, played that film back. It can't be that hard in the digital universe. Then when you went to that first commercial break, just come back live, and nobody would have known if you didn't go side-by-side. Nobody would have known. We would have got to see the start uh, because we know the start of Detroit is – and the start of any race is always what you want to see because anything can happen. But certainly – at Detroit with that first hard right left turn. Uh, look, I, I think NBC's coverage is fine. It's going to stay. It's not going anywhere. I think they re-up with the series. And, um, you know, the French Open is bigger than, than, than the second race of Detroit and IndyCar. I'm sorry to say it as an IndyCar fan, but the French Open, um, especially with the number one player and Novak Djokovic playing, um, that was, you know, and, 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 and the event before regardless of what it is, usually has the right-of-way, so to speak. The race yesterday goes to CNBC for the first, what, 10, 15, 20 laps. Um, That sucked for some people. Didn't bother me any. I still got to watch it. But um, fans are going to bitch to bitch other than that. It's just that's how TV works. And when you have live TV, sometimes these things happen. And the window you have sometimes gets expanded. Or the window you have when it comes to what we saw with IndyCar – um, got got smaller, and it kind of sucked for Marcus Erickson at the end of race number two or number one because we didn't get to really see an interview unless you went back online and checked out Twitter or checked out NBC Sports. Other than that, I mean, I got it. I didn't think it was worth any my energy to bitch about it. I kind of knew what was going on and and why it was how it was. And at the end of the day, um, it happens. It'll probably happen again. So. Um, it is what it is. I thought Ferrucci did a good job. Santino Ferrucci again. Um, good run on Saturday. Had a, had a wreck yesterday. I think we're going to see that car a lot more. Um, I would not be surprised if we saw a Road America since Wisconsin, I believe, is the only state that IndyCar races and that High V has grocery stores in. Um, I think you'll see a Spencer Piggott run a few of those races as well um, in that 45 car when Ferrucci's out doing Xfinity racing. So expect that 45 car to run probably, if not the remainder of the year, at least four to five uh, more races this season. So we shall see what happens. That's kind of your recap for IndyCar for the weekend. Um, SRX, I enjoyed it. It was fine. Uh, Those cars are hideous, but um, it was fun. It was something different on a Saturday night. You know, a lot of well-known, a lot of well-named drivers were in that from, from all series, from NASCAR to... Uh, Tony Stewart to Willie T. Ribs, the IndyCar, Elio Castro Neves, you know, current drivers like Tony Kanaan, former drivers like Paul Tracy. Um, well, we'll see. I thought it was a good show. The, the 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 crowd was packed in, so can't really complain. The Tony D. Podcast, as always, is brought to you by the UPS Store on Oleo Road in Fishers. The UPS Store has everything you need for important document services. When it comes to protecting your confidential information, you should know about the important document services available at the UPS Store. Let them handle the shredding so you can do less worrying. Let the UPS Store get rid of your personal and business documents. Visit the UPS Store on Oleo Road in Fishers. Say hello to Doug and the Smiling Faces at the UPS Store on Oleo Road up in Fishers. Uh, Shout out to Nick Butts. Get a hold of Nick if you need... uh, Anything when it comes to lawn care, he's got you covered, especially on the west side of Indianapolis. Um, if you need his information, please let me know as well. Uh, I'm going to do an article, TonyDini.com, just about uh, what's going on with Penske. What's going on with Penske this year? Uh, no wins. We've seen 
A lot of other, we've seen Ganassi get three of their four cars in a victory circle. Arrow has a win, and Carpenter Racing has a win. Uh, Meyer Shank got their first win. Is this because Roger Penske has kind of stepped off and maybe isn't as hands-on as what he was? Uh, we're going to talk about that and uh, more on the website, TonyDND.com. Thanks for listening. Um, check out the Folding Warehouse this weekend if you don't have anything to do here in Indianapolis. It's just off Mass Avenue, um, throwing footballs at bowling pins. It was a concept that was born on the Coke lot. You want to be sure to check that out. Thanks for listening to the Tony D Podcast, and uh, we'll have more this week coming up with Road America coming up this weekend. Thanks. Take care.